Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon It's Friday. Yes, it is. Ah, <laughs> you're catching on. That never gets old. We're glad to be together for Text Talk Friday edition. I love Friday. Why do you love Fridays, Edwin? Because in just a couple of days, we're going to be with our brothers and sisters at the Livingston Congregation. We're going to be worshiping God, and we're prepping for that. We're, we're getting ready to be there, to honor God, to participate in the Lord's Supper, to sing and pray and praise. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I want to invite anybody who's in the Tampa area to show up with us. You can learn more about that at christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. I'm also excited about Friday because we get to talk about Jesus. That's what I love. We always find the Lord in these Psalms, make the messianic connections. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna look forward to this Psalm 38 here because there's just an awful lot of sin in this Psalm. So where are I we know. gonna find the Lord here? Yeah, I know. I think people are gonna be surprised, but I, I'm gonna tell you, I think we find Jesus in the Psalm. I want, as I read it, for you to see if you can find him. And anybody who's listening, here we go. I'm going to read from the Net Bible today, Psalm 38, a psalm of David written to get God's attention. Oh, interesting. Wow. All right. 38.1. Oh, Lord, do not continue to rebuke me in your anger. Do not continue to punish me in your raging fury, for your arrows pierce me and your hand presses me down. My whole body is sick because of your judgment. I am deprived of health because of my sin, for my sins overwhelm me. Like a heavy load, they are too much for me to bear. My wounds are infected and starting to smell because of my foolish sins. I am dazed and completely humiliated. All day long I walk around mourning, for I am overcome with shame and my whole body is sick. I am numb with pain and severely battered. I groan loudly because of the anxiety I feel. O Lord, you understand my heart's desire. My groaning is not hidden from you. My heart beats quickly. My strength leaves me. I can hardly see. Because of my condition, even my friends and acquaintances keep their distance. My neighbors stand far away. Those who seek my life try to entrap me. Those who want to harm me speak destructive words. All day long they say deceitful things. But I'm like a deaf man. I hear nothing. I'm like a mute who cannot speak. I'm like a man who cannot hear and is incapable of arguing his defense. Yet... I wait for you, O Lord. You will respond, O Lord, my God. I have prayed for deliverance because otherwise they will gloat over me. When my foot slips, they will arrogantly taunt me. For I am about to stumble and I am in constant pain. Yes, I confess my wrongdoing and I am concerned about my sins. But those who are my enemies for no reason are numerous. Those who hate me without cause outnumber me. They repay me evil for the good I have done. Though I have tried to do good to them, they hurl accusations at me. Do not abandon me, O Lord, my God. Do not remain far away from me. Hurry and help me, O Lord, my deliverer. Well, I guess for me, as I'm reading through this, I do see Jesus. I do see several connections, several echoes from the different pains described by David in this text to Jesus upon the cross. Um, Elucidate. Sure. I mean, uh, verse uh, three, no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor any health in my bones. Um, there is emphasis about his his bones, uh, talking about 
on the cross, particularly in John 19, it, it points out about how though he is uh, pierced with a spear, they do not break any bones in his body. Uh, but emphasis there on the bone, the pain in the flesh. Uh, verse 5, my wounds are foul and festering. Um, I think about the passage, by his stripes we are healed. Mm. He was greatly wounded for our transgressions. Verse 6, I'm troubled, I am bowed greatly the morning all day long. I think about the weight of the cross that he had to carry. It broke him down so much trying to walk to Golgotha. They take Simon of Cyrene and press him into service that he must carry the cross a little bit farther. Verse 8, I am feeble, I am severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart, the groanings of the Lord at the cross. Mm. Verse 9 and 10, um, my desire is before you, my sighing is not hidden from you, my heart pants, my strength fails, as for the light of my eyes it is also gone from me. I think about how it changes his visage being crucified, the light going out from the eyes is ultimately he must die upon the cross. Even in verses 13 and 14. Well, don't skip verse 11. Look at verse... Oh, well, well, I guess you're talking sorry. about the pains right now. You're I, I about was. The okay, go ahead. We'll come but back no, to verse No, you're 11. right. Verse 11. Uh, just like how the disciples fled from him. Strike the shepherd and the sheep go astray. My loved ones and my friends stand aloof from me. I, I, I do recognize that at the cross, evidently Mary is there. And John, but everybody else is gone. Mm -hmm. he, he is alone. He is isolated there. Um, verses 13 and 14, I was going to say, uh, of course, I mean, yeah, verse 12, those who, who uh, seek my life, they lay snares for me. The treachery of the high priests. And the trial and the false witnesses. Absolutely. Laying snares and traps. Laying snares and traps. Verses 13 and 14 about the Lord's response to all of the mockering and spite, blasphemies and false accusations. He said, I'm like a deaf man I do not hear. I'm like a mute who does not open his mouth. I'm Isaiah a man who doesn't hear and, and in whose mouth is no response. He did not return in kind. He did not revile in kind. What were you say? Isaiah 53 calls that like a lamb that's silent before its shears. Yeah. It's the exact same picture. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, I did also jot down verse 20 about uh, rendering evil for good. Those are the adversaries. I follow what is good. And that's all the Lord God in this crucifixion was evil for good. He only went about doing good continually, and yet he was hated, despised, mocked, and crucified. So, I mean, I, I see all of that here in this psalm played out in the Lord. You get to verse 21 and 22, and it sounds very similar to the psalm Jesus even quoted on the cross. Psalm 22, yeah. yeah, don't, why, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Don't forsake me. Don't, don't be, forsake be me. near. Be my help. Be not be my far help. from me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is all over this psalm, but Andrew, Andrew, okay, yeah, look, right. If you put it like that, I see Jesus. <laughs> but you skipped a lot of verses. And I left some parts out. A lot of these verses talk about sin. The the psalmist, all those things were because of the psalmist's sin. So can we really find Jesus in all of this other stuff? Or are we supposed to just kind of look away and say, yeah, there's some similarities, but hey, no Jesus here. I believe that there is obviously a connection with sin. The difference being, this is not Jesus' sin that he's on the cross for, but it is 
my sin. It is your sin. It's the sins of the world that he has died to make propitiation for. To be the Savior, sin must be paid for, and that's what he did. All right, propitiation is a big 25-cent word. Let's explain that one. Yeah, so an element of propitiation, uh, it comes from First John chapter 4. Um, the idea, it is a sacrifice of satisfaction or a sacrifice of appeasement. A payment is what it is. And so our sins have incurred a great debt. In fact, it's the debt of our life before a holy God. And so Jesus steps in and dies. He pays that price for sin, satisfying a righteous requirement before God. Yeah, so the, the idea of the propitiation is God's side has this anger, and we owe God something, and what he has done is with propitiation, he takes away the anger. Mm-hmm. Propitiation is a sacrifice that appeases the wrath of God. Another 25-cent word we often use is expiation. Mm-hmm. We, we like these big words. Expiation is the idea of satisfying the guilt. It removes the guilt. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, the sacrifice removes the wrath, and it also removes the guilt. guilt. So it takes care of all sides regarding this relationship. Let me throw this out at you as far as, and, and I, I completely agree that we've got Jesus going through all this exact same stuff, but not because of his own sin, because of his my, uh, because of my sins. One of the things that, that I want to see, or that I think I see, is that I see Jesus in this psalm except for the sin. Okay. In other words, Jesus, even though he didn't sin, came into the world and went through everything this psalmist went through. Okay, so like a Hebrews four, uh, he was tempted in all point, all points as are we, yet yeah. without sin. Yeah, and so what we find is it, it's actually noting noting this idea that all these you know every other verse is Jesus, but every other verse is sin. And well, he's not sin, so we shouldn't find Jesus here. Except for the fact is we do we find him in all those other verses because what Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, did was he came into the world and he went through this. Mm. He went through what this psalmist went through. He he went through what you and I go through, but he did it without sin. And because he did it without sin, he actually could take our sin. Mm-hmm. He could take our sin and be the sacrifice for our sin. And so to me, it is amazing when I come to Psalm 38 to find Jesus there. Here's all this stuff that is Jesus, but he didn't deserve it. You know, that takes us back to where we began the week, that with this psalm, there is an appreciation that we are not alone and whatever we're going through, other people have been there first, maybe people are going through it right now. God is sympathetic. The Lord is sympathetic and empathetic because he went through these things. And God does understand. We think no one understands. The Lord does understand. He was tempted as we are. He suffered as we suffered. I am not terminally unique. Jesus went through what I go through. His life looked like my life. Okay, I get it. The Jewish culture back in the first century was different than the modern American culture. But when it comes to the issue of facing the temptation, when it comes to the issue of relationships, when it comes to the issue of of suffering and pain and isolated relationships, when it comes to, to all of those kinds of things— He came into the world and he endured that. Mm -hmm. I I look at Psalm 38 and I say, wow, what a psalm that relates to me. Jesus looks at Psalm 38 and says, wow, what a psalm that relates to me. I mean, I didn't do the sin thing, but every bit of that, I came into the world and I took that on. But I suffered for it anyway. And one of the things that that does is now it causes me to say, I can relate to my Savior. 
He endured. Mm -hmm. He came into this world. You know, I look at all my suffering and I want to say, what are you going to do about this, Lord? What are you going to do about all this suffering? And what the Lord can say is, I I came down there and I went through it with you. Yeah, I did it. I've done it. I'm here. Hold my hand. I can walk you through this because I walked through this exact same thing. The only difference is I didn't commit the sins. And that means I can help you when you're facing the temptation. Mm -hmm. That means I can save you Mm -hmm. when you have fallen. And in reality, it's because I find Jesus in this psalm, except for the sin, that allows me to pray what this psalm prays. Mm -hmm. It, It allows me to come to him and say, please don't rebuke me in your anger. Correct me, yes, but don't don't drive me away. Don't forsake me. Don't abandon me. It's because Jesus came into the world. He is not only every bit of this psalm except for the sin. He's also what God did in response to those last two verses. Don't forsake me, O Lord. O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. He didn't stay far off in heaven. He came into the world. He went through every bit of this. He is my help. He is my salvation. Praise God. Praise God. And there is salvation in no other name. If you'd like to learn about salvation in Jesus Christ, we'd love to help you with that, study the scriptures with you, and, and, and encourage you in that way. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. Even a few moments in reading Psalm 38 today, we are reminded and we begin to appreciate again the great difficulties he had in this life, and it was because of our sin. But he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. We see so many connections to that in this psalm, that he might be our God and our Savior. We praise you. We praise Jesus in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.